I'm Maddie Myers. I'm Jason Schreier. I'm Kirk Hamilton, and I have a story to tell both of you. Oh, great. When I was in high school in the 1990s, I actually played soccer my freshman year. I don't know if you knew this. Hmm. And we were a very uh, talented team. We won the Indiana State Championship. And uh, then oh, that's we, exciting. Yeah, we flew in a, in a private jet to, to go to nationals. And uh, that was cool, too. We didn't win. We did okay. And then we went home. <laughs> and they never made a TV show out of it. Did you really take a private jet? Did you really yeah, take did, a private did jet? Did you take a private no, jet? Unfortunately, none of that is true. Was any of that true? You know, Are you the, lying? The part, of that, the part of that that was true was that I played <laughs> soccer my freshman year and I hated it because all the guys on the team were jerks. And then I oh. got into swimming and then that was my sport. I prefer wow. a sport where you don't have to like see or interact with your teammates while you're doing yeah. it. That's a, a solo one. sport. Yeah. This is why I was doing karate in that time. This period. is why I was I like, team tennis. sports are not going to mm, work for me. Yeah. It's got to be solo bolo energy for Maddie. Yeah, that's, that's like way. yeah. Emily was a tennis player for a similar reason. Swimming is a kind of team. It's an interesting one because, mm, but you can kind of best yourself as yeah. well. Like that yes, it is you're you mostly... are in a war against yourself at all yes. times, and that's how yes. I feel about my life. But yeah. hey, uh, we're talking about team sports today. TV shows. <laughs> so we're, of course, going to talk about Yellow Jackets on this episode, which is a different, a very different story about a, a championship soccer team. And uh, we're going to spoil the whole thing. So I have a little intro here that I wrote out about Yellow Jackets. It's pretty Great. short. I've done longer ones. This will be kind of short. Yellow Jackets premiered on Showtime in November of 2021. And in the months since then, it has slowly but surely become a phenomenon largely built on word of mouth. Created by showrunners Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson, it tells the story of a 1996 girls' high school soccer team, the New Jersey State Champs, the Yellow Jackets, whose plane crashes in the remote Canadian wilderness and who subsequently spent 19 months stranded in that wilderness, forced to do unspeakable things to survive. That story is intercut with a second timeline set in the modern day as a small group of survivors, now middle-aged women, struggle to carry on with their lives as the terrifying events in the wilderness return to haunt them at every step. The show is a potent mix of mystery thriller, paranoid conspiracy tale, and surprisingly gory horror, mixing elements mm. from classic stories like Lord of the Flies and Swiss Family Robinson with more modern fare like The Blair Witch Project and, of course, Lost. And Gilligan's Island. And Go Gilligan's on. Island. <laughs> There's also a lot of really great 90s music. The show rules. We're here to talk about the whole thing. If you haven't watched it and you're listening to this, for real, I would say don't let us spoil it for you. Just yeah, go don't. watch what it. What are you doing? This one is watch really, it. it's a fun one to be shocked and surprised by. So that's half the fun Get of the a show. Showtime free trial. You've already paid for the Max Fun membership. It's and true. thank you so much. <laughs> get, a, get a Showtime free trial. It's true. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about it on this uh, on this Beans cast. And yeah, I guess that is true. I, we, I should say thanks everyone listening for being members. So anyways, uh, let's get into it. Uh, let's. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of structure for this. I guess we're going to kind of structure it around the season. But um, first, uh, let's just start by by talking about what is cool about this show. I mean, I think we all like it. So what um, specifically? Why is this show good, Jason Schreier? Why is Why is Yellow Jackets a good show? Yeah, what I really like about Yellow Jackets is that it reminds me a lot of Lost. And Lost is a show that I loved, 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 loved. Like, it was the highlight of my week every week while it was on. I watched it live. I had a group of friends at college. We would all talk about every episode and just, like, dissect it constantly and theorize constantly. So it was very much an event. And Yellow Jackets is really one of the closest that I felt like that since, since, um, since Lost was out. And I think what... Um, what really there have been a lot of shows that tried to be like Lost in oh, the yeah. years following Lost and a lot of them even promoted themselves the same way there was one called Manifest that I think is still around that was just yeah. like hey we're mm -hmm. Lost 
Um, but I think what <laughs> what those shows didn't really do, and what Yellow Jackets does really well, is they um, they that the the trick to it and what yellow jackets does really well is to make the mystery secondary to the characters and the characters just have to be really excellent for a show to work and that's what was special about lost and that's what's special about yellow jackets is that like it has all these memorable um just incredibly fascinating characters um starting first and foremost with shauna and just like you work through the entire cast and it's just powerhouse like non-stop fascinating characters and that's what really makes it work and then the mystery really um complements that well complements the cast well but it's really the characters that make that are central and so for me that was it and just shauna is so captivating um and such a good character that uh that really sold it for me so yeah new lost lost 2.0 nice (laughs) maddie how about you I think the reason that I watched it in the first place was simply because I heard the premise that it was about a female soccer team stranded in the wilderness trying to survive. And I was like, oh, female soccer teams can be freaking cutthroat. This show's going to be <laughs> wild. And like just that premise alone, I was like, there aren't enough shows about how intense high school girls can be. And I feel like we're entering a new era where people are realizing that that's true. And the year of the anti-heroine or something, I don't have other citations here, but I feel like Yellow Jackets alone is so powerful that it can carry my argument because it's like we're in sort of this post-Buffy time where it's like we're not just talking about a, a badass popular girl anymore. We're talking about a female character who's mean and this show has so Mm -hmm. many of them who are mean and clever and just fascinating in different ways and like in the case of Misty, Christina Ricci's character, downright villainous, wouldn't even necessarily call her an anti-hero, just just an actual real villain (laughs) but she is just delightful and delicious to watch every second and that is wonderful. It's it's pretty amazing to watch a show with this many female characters on it where I spend 0% of the time thinking about that. And it's not like, oh, wow, you're, time to watch mm-hmm. my female character show. That's not it. It's just a really awesome show where women are people and that is not even the point of the show. It's yeah. just that's the, who the characters are. And they're either teen girls or middle-aged women, two frequently maligned and undercharacterized groups of humans. So yeah. that's pretty cool, too. Uh, yeah, I'm digging it. And, like Jason, I liked Lost, or at least I did it first, and then I kind of fell off of it, and then I got back on, and we don't need to talk about that here. But <laughs> I did miss the period of time when I had, had like, a appointment viewing, which this show has definitely become for me in a big way where I got really excited for it every week and the three of us were talking about it every week but I had like a whole slack at work where everyone was talking about it we had a we had a triple click discord thread like I was really getting my theory on and that is a new feeling for me or at least newish and that I feel like it hasn't happened to me in a long time what about you Kirk yeah, I mean, it was partly the it was all of the things that you both just said for sure. Um, it was probably the cast. Um, I think that uh, just seeing like I'm a real child of the '90s. I was in high school oh, almost yeah. at the exact period that these girls in this show were in high school. Like my sister, who actually was the one who hipped me to this show, and I was the one who hipped the two of you. I was mm-hmm. a little early on this show, and it's thanks you to my were. sister who I don't know if she listens to these episodes, but anyways, cheers, well, you Amanda. Send her this one. <laughs> um, I'll shout out my sister Amanda for for being like, dude, you really need to watch Yellow Jackets because I'd seen headlines, but just you know hadn't taken the time. And it really does like. So Melanie Linsky, Juliette Lewis, and Christina Ricci in particular, all three of those actresses were just like huge figures in things that I watched, you know, Cape Fear, The Addams Family, like in the in the 90s. And seeing mm-hmm. them now 
getting to be in the show. Like when I pitch this show to my friends, especially people who are right around my age, their eyes just light up when you're like, well, here's the thing. It's Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis. And like Juliette Lewis is like basically in her underwear with a rifle the whole time, <laughs> like pointing the gun at people. And Christina Ricci is essentially a serial killer. <laughs> and like, and they're just like, oh, I'm sold. I'm going to watch this. And yeah. then the casting is such a miracle in this show because the young actresses who play the teen versions of those women are all so good and yes. so believable at creating. Like Sophie Thatcher as Nat is just amazing. incredibly good. Yeah. And I don't even think I'd seen her in anything else. I think she's on the Boba Fett show, which I haven't she watched She is now yet, on that. But but she, she was basically, this is her first thing, was Yellow Jackets. She's and incredible. Yeah, she's incredible. They're really oh, yeah. all great. All of them. All of them. There really isn't one weak link. I know. I just, it's wild to see Sophie Thatcher do her Juliette Lewis in person and just actually sell it every week. It's like each character has to do that. And um, who's the little mini Misty? Oh, Sam Samantha Henratty. Yeah. I She's just, amazing. They're all so good. Yeah, <laughs> Jasmine know. Savoy Brown, who plays young Ty, was on The Leftovers. She was in season mm-hmm. two of The Leftovers and was really great on that show as and well. And Tawny Cypress has to play old Thaisa, who has so many problems. Yeah. And she is like the actress has to play like so many versions of herself in order to emote that. Right. And it is incredible. It's wild. And it just, I mean, that pilot, because I think they made the pilot available for free, which is kind yeah. of a very smart move. It's, it's genius, one of because it's such a good pilot. It's one of the best pilots. Holy shit. Like, and the editing, I mean, just the way that they so effortlessly communicate who's who, who, who mm-hmm. really matters, like who you're seeing in the present day, so who your main point of view characters are going to be, by editing between them, by like having them do roll call as their team and it identifies yep. them. All of that stuff, it just... It gives you the whole thing right at the beginning. but And then for me, it was a thing that you mentioned, Maddie, and that's that this show aired weekly. And it's the mm-hmm. first time in so long that I've been this excited for a new episode of a show. And it just feels like it's partly the pandemic. It's partly the shift toward like seasons just coming out all at once. This peak content era we're in where it just feels like everyone's watching everything but kind of at different times. It was so cool and unusual for a show to cut through that in the way that this did to where like yeah I'd be like on Gchat with the two of you being like oh my god have you watched yet we need to talk about it my sister and I would just be texting like she would always watch a little later than me on Sundays and then we would be texting until like midnight just being like oh my god oh my god this and that I was reading the subreddit which is actually fantastic for yeah, this show the subreddit kind of owns really like I know a, wonderful a lot community. of people who are like I now have a reddit account again that I'm using because of yellow jackets like that's it's wild to me that the show has brought yeah. out that energy in people who who don't usually participate in fan theories. And the the other thing I've noticed is like, I mean, I don't have a way to prove this, but when I look at posts from people on Twitter about the show, a lot of them seem to be very young. And like, I just think it's cool to see Zoomers who are like excited about the 90s. So it's like, it's clearly hooking in people who aren't just olds like us who are like, well, I remember the 90s and I like these actresses. It's like, no, also the show is still speaking to something fundamental about how people like to solve mysteries and watch something week to week. And like, it's resonating in that way too. There is. I do see a thing like, um, like I, I obviously I don't have any demographic data on who watches this show. Yeah, I don't know. I'm basing it on the vibes of Twitter accounts. Right. But <laughs> when I look at the community for this show and when I looked at that subreddit, which you would think like a, the subreddit for a show like Westworld, when you would go visit that, it's just a different vibe. There's like kind of more combative energy. Yeah, it's all There's gamers. A, 
I it's more like just sort of like I'm right, you're wrong. Like people arguing about theories. Where the, yeah. the Yellow Jackets subreddit, it was so like people just being like, well, that's a fun idea. I don't know. Here's my wild theory about, you know, really <laughs> wild stuff. And people just being like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. I can't believe you thought of that. And I'm yeah. kind of just thinking like, well, what is this show? Like, what's different about maybe the makeup of the cast of this show mm-hmm. compared to and maybe some of those other Could it be more female dominated than male dominated? <laughs> like maybe say? there's Who something to that. So just a theory, but, you know. Um, I do think, Kirk, to your point, I do think there's been a trend recently towards weekly stuff. Um, Succession, oh, yeah, sure. the new season. Sure. Oh, all the good. Disney Plus shows yeah, are yeah. week Disney to week. Disney Plus, Watchmen, most notably a few yeah. years ago, was also very notable week to week. But yes, I think it's very effective and um, really speaks to, I think, how bad the kind of binge approach of like releasing everything at once can be for certain types of shows. Yeah, it points to the downsides. Yes. I think for people who haven't read as many Scarlet Witch comics as I have, WandaVision gave them this itch where they were like, oh, I really wonder what's going on, as opposed mm-hmm. to me seeing the trailer and being like, I understand exactly what's going on here. <laughs> but I, so I, I will at least shout out that WandaVision was sort of trying to present well, a mystery. Mare of Easttown was right, really that's another very good much example. this, because yeah. that yeah. was an actual murder mystery that people were trying to solve in real time. But this show... It's doing the lost thing. I was so Kirk, you you sent us the Wikipedia page and to reread every episode, um, like brief description. And I, I did that. And I was noticing how often the last sentence of each recap would be a bombshell reveal. And I was like, oh, right. That's the main <laughs> mm-hmm. thing that Yellow Jackets would do is that it would save something for the very end right before the credits. And I don't necessarily mean like a cliffhanger. Like there are a few examples where you're like, oh, is Van going to survive? And, you know, there are examples of that but there would also mm-hmm. just be a reveal where you're like oh Thais is the woman in the tree that's fucking crazy and changes yep. everything we saw before I can't wait for next week not because it's a cliffhanger but just because that changes everything we previously knew about her and we'll get to see going forward what that means for her poor family <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> can I can I just point out one line that cracked me up in one of the Wikipedia recaps it's for the second episode F sharp and it's the line Misty proves to be an essential part of the team and, in a moment of profound self-interest, destroys the plane's flight recorder after finding it by chance. <laughs> yeah. In a moment of profound self-interest. That is a moment of profound <laughs> self-interest. That's true. That That's is what that is. I, it's one way to describe it. I thought that was funny. I guess. Um, I, shout out to whoever wrote that. <laughs> amazing. I love the minimalism of Wikipedia mm-hmm. summaries of horrifying events. There's yep. just truly nothing else like it it's an art it's good for this show because there's just so many shocking and horrifying events on this show yeah so let's go through the plot of the show and just kind of think of it in terms of three acts because i i want to kind of just revisit our experience of watching it and Mm -hmm. it'll give us some structure for the plot i think of this as basically three they're kind of three chunks to this 10 episode season the first chunk is episodes one to three that's when you're figuring out what's going on who's the main characters like what happened what's the framework then the second chunk is like episodes three to seven ish that's when like all the stuff is happening now that you're established it's like everything kind of gets set into place and then the final act which i call the shit goes off act is episodes (laughs) eight through ten and that's like I'd say that Doom coming episode nine is like the centerpiece of that, but that's like where it really gets crazy. And then also the present day storyline resol- resolves a bunch of the sort of big mysteries of the season. You know, who's the blackmailer? Like, you know, what's happening? Who else survived? Some of these questions get resolved. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning of this show, do you either of you remember how you what was your take on the show when you watched the first few episodes? 
Well, I think I was lucky enough that I started it at least four episodes in or Same, possibly yeah. three, which I think probably changed my outlook because it meant that I could watch the first several episodes with and form my own conclusions before. Like, I think if I'd started at episode one, I don't I don't know if I would have been hooked. I'd like to think I would yeah. have been because it's a great pilot, but it's it's nice to really be on board. I remember having one of my early guesses be that. um Juliette Lewis's character is Sophie Thatcher's character because I remember they took a while to dial that out. And then I was excited right. that I had predicted it correctly because Sophie Thatcher, I mean, I don't know. I like every character, clearly not as my favorite because I keep mentioning her, but she's like the best, she's a she tragic is, character. She's a great character. And she's, she struggles with abuse. She makes terrible choices with, with the boys that she's interested in. And there it's, it's rough to watch. And so when you meet Nat in the adult era, she is in rehab for for drug abuse and so that's sort of what i was it's not even like they tell you like oh the the sophie thatcher version oh she's dabbling in drugs as a teenager like that's not the vibe it's more just this is the character who seems like she's gonna have some trauma that she needs to self-medicate and Mm -hmm. that was an interesting arc for her that i like to see and so i was like oh it's all right that's cool that the show is closing the loop on like how each character is recovering and it, it wasn't as obvious as like Shauna looks identical to her teen actress. Right. Like the two of that, like what a casting choice. Yeah. But yeah, I remember making guesses early on about that. And then by the time we got to Lottie's meds running out, which is your first like middle middle act here, right. I was in. Like by the time we got to that, I was like, I'm I'm completely 100% in on this show. I want to watch it every single week for the rest of my life. And I'm sold. Uh, Jason, what about you? Did you have early guesses? Yeah, I mean, I think the moment that really hooked me was the Misty revelation at the yes. end of season, at the end of episode two, because that's the point where it's like, oh wow, this this show is not fucking around. <laughs> like this character is not just right. a teenager. Oh, you mean girl. her her act of profound self interest? Her <laughs> yeah, that, act of that profound <laughs> self interest is really <laughs> quite something because that's like, um, I think that's the one moment where it takes it from like, oh okay, this is a group of teenage girls, and we're kind of going to see what makes them tick and see how one might realistically act in this situation to like no holy crap like they like have an one actual of sociopath here one of them terrifying how, yeah. how is that going to work <laughs> and then especially when you see the dynamic of them in the real in, not in the real world but in the future when yeah. they re- you realize that like they clearly don't know just how bad Missy is like Missy is like they have some idea but they don't really know because they would not be they would have cut off all contact if they knew that she didn't like blew up that uh, transmitter yeah. I wonder about that. I mean, or I don't know, reported her. But yeah, but it's like it's tough to say because they introduced the cannibalism so early on this show. Like it's the opening shot where the girl is falling in the pit and you're like, who's the girl falling in the pit? And she has the necklace that's the same as uh, Jackie's necklace. And there's all these little clues. I mean, that's all the sort of myth making aspect of it that we haven't gotten into so much where. Those things are also effective to get you to keep watching yes, for what yes. it's worth. Like I, they're a little bit cheaper. Like I don't, I, I'm not the person who's like, okay, who ends up with Jackie's necklace week to week? Like I'm watching in part because of that, but that's the frosting on the delicious cake. That's the characterization. You know, you, mm-hmm. you kind of need both for a for a lost to happen. So that's that's part of it. But like I, I can't remember where I was going with this thought. I was probably just gonna say I think Misty's <laughs> really cool, and yeah. that part was freaking terrifying. And oh, I think I. Was was going to say because all the girls have participated in cannibalism and they're the surviving girls that is and they're so ashamed of that 
they basically well, we are. Assume. We don't well, know. We assume, well, yeah, we, we assume. know Thaisa is at the very least. Like she seems terrified at the prospect of anyone finding out about what really happened in the woods. And well, we don't, don't know. Don't run for public they're... office is really my advice to Thaisa. But well, I hold just... on. We don't know. When they keep talking about what really happened, they're kind of alluding right? to what we think is the cannibalism, but there could be a lot more to it. So I don't True. know. True. And there could be a situation where some of them participated in cannibalism and others did question mark unspeakable horrible things that we right. may never know yeah. or at least not for a while we won't know so but yeah um so emily has started watching this show uh, she and a friend are watching it on mondays when i do my board game night they come over and they've been watching it so i'll just peek out and sort of keep tabs on what they've been watching and i'm not talking to them about it at all because i just think i would be the most annoying person ever and there's no way i could keep a <laughs> poker face right you would just nod knowingly and be so like i'm just ah, like whatever yes. we'll talk when you finish it but it's it's <laughs> cool watching the first few episodes because the characters really reveal a lot of dark layers to themselves over the course of the season in ways that aren't clear at first. Because at the beginning, you're shown pretty early on that Misty is like a very scary, you know, person, uh, just from the way she's like abusing the elders in her care, yes. you know, in the first episode. Yeah. Um, and so she's pretty consistently scary throughout, but it does escalate from her kind of manipulating, um, you know, various like her the friends coach. and various people. Well, the coach as a kid, for sure. Well, yeah, if you're, yeah. If you're talking about the mod- the modern day, then yeah, it is slowly shown to her friends that she's quite terrified. Right, and she's like working. I mean, she goes right after Nat, of course, because Nat is vulnerable, and she like works mm-hmm. her way in with Nat, and that's how she gets back. But then by the end, she's straight up murdering a lady, right? But yeah. the rest of them, like, of course, we learn that Ty like has this like other dark half to herself that's like full on this terrifying who even knows that's like one of the most mysterious things that's revealed but she's Mm -hmm. like doing like rituals in her basement to get reelected and like kills the family dog and like you watch Shauna like just cut this guy's body apart by the end and they're like you know what's the line she's like this is like it's like uh, riding a fucked up bike or something when she's just (laughs) like (laughs) cutting this dude apart and you get hints of it at the beginning like when she when Shauna butchers that rabbit the from rabbit. the like it's yeah. and you just see her like methodically just like gutting and preparing this animal and you're like okay like but they really do reveal by the end that they all have done hardcore things though I'm I agree Jason that it is not clear that they're all in that circle at the beginning and that they're all partaking in the cannibalism that is definitely well especially what we find by the time but at the end we find out that Lottie has started this cult and yeah. presumably that is what we saw at the beginning and I don't know necessarily that well, we like, don't know Shauna and Thaisa we just know that Misty that was there that's all we right. know we and only know that be, Misty right. is we're part assuming of the cult. The Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And which really that end scene really has ramifications for everything we had seen before, because if Misty is part of Lottie's cult, even in the present day, then that raises all sorts of interesting questions. Yeah. Because is she a double agent where right. she's sort of spying on behalf of the cult on the sort of Nat, Thaisa, exactly. Shauna yeah. gang and reporting back or trying to recruit them to the cult? We don't so know. Let's, I feel like we might as well just ask some of these questions because there are all these lingering questions and that is one of them which there's an interesting information structure on this show where we as viewers know nothing until they tell us the mm-hmm. characters know a lot more than we do yeah. in the present day like they do know i mean they know what happened they know right. what they did what they didn't do and they know who else survived like presumably 
they all know that Lottie is alive. Maybe not. Like, maybe there's some way they think she died and they think she left. They left her there and she's still there or something like. But it does seem like they would probably at least have a suspicion that she's alive. They just never mentioned it. There are all these little lines. Jessica, the private investigator, says something along the lines of like, oh, you all really some of you really live off the grid. She says that in the first episode, which is this. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, who's she talking about? She's not talking about it's the fun four. little foreshadowing where it's like, OK, anyone could come back. You right. Know? Which is fun because they know, but we don't know. So they can just reveal things at any time without it being having to be too contrived in the context of the show. Just because like they maybe didn't mention it because like they don't talk right. about everything. And I think that's really that's a really cool structure for a mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I guess the question that that raises is who else is still alive and like what's the, what's the fucking deal with Lottie? What do you think is the deal with Lottie? <laughs> I mean, Lottie is is the central question that we're always asking in our G chat, which is how supernatural is this show? That is so by introducing this character who is taking some type of I mean, you wrote down it's loxapine. I guess you were pausing pausing the show and seeing what her <laughs> prescription drugs were. I believe people have determined that. That's not me, <laughs> okay, fair but enough. that is I think been determined that it's like an anti schizophrenia. Right. So so we are we're to believe that she has perhaps a schizophrenia diagnosis, yes. but then we see a flashback where she's seemingly able to predict the future as a child and can predict a car accident uh, before her parents get into one. And then we see her seeming to predict the future at various points over the course of her teenage years. She sees Laura Lee with the red, the creek running red. uh, Yeah, there's a variety of things she can predict. And then also the the seance that they do in the attic. That's another like just (laughs) wild moment where you're like, what is happening? Can I just say... The the two thing there are two things there I think they're both Jackie's ideas. This is why Jackie is doomed on this show. She has the worst ideas. If you're trapped in the creepiest cabin ever, like alone with your friends, and it's clearly haunted, and the woods are haunted. Don't have a seance. Don't go to the <laughs> attic where the dead guy was and have a seance. What are you doing? I mean, I guess they're teenagers and they make bad decisions, but holy shit. Though, I was just like, guys, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. To-. And then it was. It turned out to be a bad idea. It did seem to oh, be a bad Jackie. idea. And, and it's like part of why it's a bad idea is because it seems as though Lottie has some sort of link to an unearthly power. Right. I don't. I don't think this show, incidentally, is saying that it thinks Christianity is real. And I think it's kind of fun that it, like, isn't <laughs> yeah. confirming that. Like, it, it yeah. does have this sort of Laura Lee as, like, the religious character who's kind of trying to convert Lottie once she realizes Lottie might be having visions. But I, I and I was a little worried, like, is this going to get into, like, a devil worship thing? Like, am I going to be watching they, the yeah. Christian show? But I don't think so. Because it, it's too weird for that. Like, I think it's just... More of a a weird woods Blair Witch Project situation where it's just like some some shit's going on in this woods. Well, the Lottie legitimately has visions though. Yes, like, we've seemingly, seen enough yes. of that. That like we've seen enough incidents of her knowing what was going to happen. That like I think there it's kind of we kind of know we can say for certain that there is a supernatural element to this show, I would say. Yeah. What is there? That's the thing. So I, I I, don't, I feel like it's always going to be somewhat ambiguous. I hear what you're saying, but I think when you say we can say for certain, I think that like you always want to watch the show and like have some certainty about something like that. But I think that actually something the show is really interested in is belief and like 
what you believe in and why that matters. Like, because they come to believe in Lottie and they come to believe, they basically form a new religion in the finale. And that's kind of the climactic moment is them all embracing this shared belief that there's this power in the woods, the whatever she mm-hmm. calls it, like the God of the sky and the dirt, like the yep. some new religion. And it's like, that is all that really matters is that they believe it. And it's not like, we're always going to be watching and be like, well, that bear caught fire in Laura Lee's plane in a way that is impossible in a plane. And then the plane exploded. And like, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law is a pilot. And he's like, no, a plane would never explode like that. So that must be supernatural. But what if there happened to be a gas tank under the seat there right. and they caught fire and we just didn't see that? Or and... what if we're just seeing like a subjective version of reality, which right. is a take I've seen a lot about this yeah. show. There are these Me little too. things. Like some of it is just, are they, how memory works? And are you rem- do you remember it being a massive explosion when really the plane just fell into the lake and mm-hmm. crashed? And do you remember the bear like collapsing at Lottie's feet? Or was it like a really sick looking bear that didn't do right. any of the dramatic things that you imagined? And actually you weren't there and someone told you about it right, and you just right. think you remember it. Right. So there is kind of that read of it. Yeah, but the show has never framed this as their memories. It's framed well, it as this is what we're seeing is real. I don't think that's totally true. Like, I, I mean, yes, it's, I think that it's a, at the very least you could read it as ambiguous. And there's a fact that people have pointed out. I don't think that this is intentional. But there is the fact that all of the teens, their hair is like fine. Like Nat's roots don't grow out. Like they yeah. all look pretty much clean and okay. Like by the final <laughs> that's episode. production. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Uh, the memory theory doesn't really work because we see inside of Laura Lee's like you would, they wouldn't have any memories of the bear exploding because they weren't in there. So that doesn't really hold up. If But is that Laura Lee's perception? I mean, I don't know that it's like, right. oh, it's everyone's memories no, but- so much as it's everyone's uh, is sort of addled by stress perceptions of what they believe they're seeing. And it, it's what is the camera depicting? Is it depicting reality or is it depicting Laura Lee's vision of what she thinks is happening in the plane? I mean, we may I never guess. get the answer to that. No, there is certainly there is room for these various interpretations of the history and of this show, even though, Jason, I, I get what you're saying. Like, you're like, we should just take it at face value. I think that the show calls its own portrayal of events into question often enough and consciously enough that at the very least, I think there will just always be some degree of ambiguity with everything. Like things like the bear where you're like, whoa, that was some crazy shit and everyone saw it. But okay, but like maybe maybe it could happen. And you're always just going to kind of poke at it a little bit. (laughs) That's part of the brilliance of the show. Yeah. Like it's never going to be that there is like a monster in the woods that's killing people, right? Like, it's never sure. going to just be some manifestation. But that's why the show works, though. Because yes, it's like absolutely. it isn't like a Cloverfield monster situation where you right. finally mm-hmm. see what happens and you're like, well, this is boring now. Like, the fun part of it is that you don't know. But also, that can only go on for so long, and that's the part of it that I'm a little concerned about. But we don't have to get into that. No, 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 I think we should. But I don't know. I actually think that, like, at the end of the show, the show's stance is pretty clear. Like, especially between Lottie's flash forwards or visions and especially the end, Thaisa, like, clearly doing some magic to, like, get elected. But, like, maybe she just got elected in an upset election. Yeah, maybe she got elected. Yeah, but I think think the show has made its stance clear, is my point. Well, I mean, Jason, for what it's worth, I think it's fine if you believe that. And I respect your beliefs. I do. I do. So, but to the thing you were saying, Maddie, about the questions that they're raising and the way that it, like, lives in this kind of ambiguous realm and how that can be concerning. I think it's actually promising that they resolved the big mysteries of the season 
in a way that was fun, that played fair, like who is the blackmailer? You know, mm-hmm. I nailed Jeff on that, like really, I was like, that's, it's you totally did. Jeff. And like, you but you could, it. and you could figure out that kind of a mystery while leaving mysteries like the one we're talking about now and having this sort of back and forth where none of us can ever be right. And it's just this interesting debate. Like, was that a ghost? You know, was it some dark power? Like leaving that stuff ambiguous. I think you can have your cake and eat it too if you do it well. And at least in season one, I do think they did it well because it wasn't just an endless series of mysteries that were then solved with new mysteries. They like told us the answers to the things we've been wondering about, even if some of those answers were unsatisfying, like Adam, for example. Yeah, or is maybe like, he's a future mystery because we still don't really know who he is. He might is. be. I, I know you guys are kind of holding out hope for that. Well, the direct, the creators said in an interview that I know. they kind oh. of shot it I down. I still, though, like, I having recently rewatched some of his scenes in the first couple of episodes, if they weirdo. did that, and I saw them shoot it down in the interview, but he's so freaking shady. Like, when he mm-hmm. shows up at the hotel where Shauna's spying on Jeff, it's, to, it's too weird. And he's, like, pumping her for information, like, in multiple scenes. And it it's just... Bizarre. It doesn't yeah. totally track that he's just some goober. Like he, I feel like he has to be somebody. Like maybe I think they just said that he's not in Lottie's cult, but I, I don't think they said he's just some guy and has nothing to do with anything. Like maybe he's a private investigator that someone else hired. I think he has to be more than he seemed. That's my take mm-hmm. on Adam. It does seem very suspicious, and he has that weird tattoo, right? I mean, that was the tattoo. The, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I haven't looked into whether the actor just has that tattoo. I kept meaning yeah. to look into it, but it is a pretty weird tattoo with like mountains and the woods on it. And yeah, stuff. I mean, it's it seems like maybe he's he's a little too interested in the soccer mm-hmm. team, and like that would be at least one explanation for why he would be seducing Shauna. But also, I mean, Shauna's pretty cool. I mean, I did like the idea of it just being like it's just some guy who wanted to hook up with Shauna. Like, I I feel like the Right. Build up to that being the reveal is a little off and a little manipulative. I, that's too negative of a word, but it is it is really trying to lead you down a certain path yeah. with Adam where it's like yeah. he's the blackmailer and they, they set up a whole lot of clues for you to make you think mm-hmm. that that's the case. And of course, the red herrings and misdirections. But it's also in a way kind of fun to me that the ending is it's just some guy who thought Shauna was a cool lady and she right. maybe shouldn't have cheated on Jeff with him. But uh, everyone's making a lot of mistakes on this show. <laughs> like You know, oh. that that I loved that storyline. I love I mean, I think Melanie Linsky is so good on this show. <sighs> and I think that scene with her daughter, who's kind of terrible, like her daughter is just sort of mean. And a when she batty, yeah. when she like <laughs> when she just goes off and she's like, well, what if he just wanted me? Like, what if he just wanted to be with me? Is that so hard to believe? Mm-hmm. And that I think it just like underlined a cool thing about her character, which has apparently been it's been written about and talked about a lot. Like the producers were like pushing her to lose weight before the show. And then the showrunners were like, no. And like her other people yeah. were like, no way. Like be exactly who you are. Like you're just supposed to be normal people. It's totally fine. And then there's been a lot of fans being like, oh, a guy as hot as Adam would like never hook up with someone looking like that. And it's like, you forget that Melanie Linsky is amazing. If you met her in person, you would totally be attracted to her. <laughs> yeah, she looks great. I don't she know. She looks what, great uh... and she's so charming and funny, mm-hmm. like even as her traumatized adult self who doesn't want to socialize with anyone and feels like she has no life. She's still delightful and there's still like something at her the core. The age difference between her and Adam is a little... 
because Adam seems much younger than her. That's the only place where But I, I feel like seen... that's what's so rad about this show, though, because, like, you never get to see, like, an older woman with a hot younger guy, first also of all. Fun. And yeah. they do that with Nat in the bar also, where she's, like, older than that guy. There's, like, a moment where a guy is checking Nat out and she just looks, mm-hmm. like, older and rugged, like a Mick Jagger type, but, like, the female <laughs> version. And it's like, yeah. well, of course, it's Juliette Lewis. But it's also, like, these are just the kinds of shots that you never see, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, great. I, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's fantastic. It's just cool to see that. And I think, and on that same storyline with Jeff and Shauna, I also really liked just how it played out. The way that Jeff pulled a 180 on this season was so cool and remarkable that, like, it was, I, to me, it was pretty clear that it was a misdirect when she followed him to the hotel and mm-hmm. he was meeting with this younger woman. And I was like, this is a classic trope where it's like, yep. you assume the person's having an affair, so then you have an affair, and then it turns out they weren't. And I was thinking it was something to do with Shauna's child which we still by the way don't know anything about yeah we don't know and is a, yeah. that's a that's a so little stressful. Oh, that's, yeah that's another good <laughs> a mystery. little landmine that's planted for the future for <laughs> no. us to step on at some point a lot of good oh. good lingering mysteries can i just say like that uh, that like maybe abortion scene is like the worst thing i've ever seen in my that life. was intense anyway, maybe the most Jason. horrifying thing on the show <laughs> I, did, I, could I was gonna say that. i think another thing that's brilliant about this season is how good it is at answering some things but leaving just yes. enough yes. breadcrumbs for future seasons and i think it's you can really go it's really hard to strike that balance between like like giving you just enough and leaving enough to be tantalizing and lost like often went too far in the other direction where it was just too many mysteries and like you can't yeah. even remember them all or yeah. keep track of them all but this show is really but good the first season of lost was kind of like this season in my heart and like i remember it right. being so powerful which is so and... funny because well in, in the comparison if that i always recommend people read um alan seppenwald's chapter about lost and his book the revolution was televised good book and it tells the story of lost which was the opposite of this show Show, which they came to Showtime and like pitched a five season arc that they've got all worked out. And you can tell there's this confidence where with Lost, those guys were like, um, Carlin and Hughes were like thrown the show at the last minute. It had already, they already shot the pilot. J.J. Abrams like had to go do something else. So he just left it. And they kind of like had this hot potato that then became the biggest show in the world. And they were like, okay and they were just making it up as they went for like two seasons and then it really shows way more stressful than this show well not only that but they also were forced to follow network like uh guideline like the network made them do like 20 plus episodes because that's what tv was back then yes yeah whereas now it's a 10 episode season of yellow jackets they know exactly what they want to do they have an ending fingers crossed yeah lost today would be a very different show because well and like lost walked so that yellow jackets could or like lost some so that Yellow Jackets could buzz, buzz, buzz. So speaking of Lost, Jason, <laughs> when we first talked about doing this Beans cast, you said that you could do a character comparison between the Lost characters Here we go. and the Yellow Jackets characters. And I believe that you've done this for our <laughs> wonderful Maximum Fun members. They're going to get to hear I have this. a full-on route. So, okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to... I am ready. This is, this is pretty perfect. Okay, okay, are you ready? Yes. All right, Thaisa is Jack Shepard. Because okay. she's she's okay. the leader of the crew. She uh, maybe does some messed up things along the way, but she's a leader. Mm-hmm. Misty is Benjamin Linus because she is a straight up sociopath yep. who's just constantly lying that about one's everything. Easy. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie is Kate because uh, she gets into an incident where her father winds up dead, and she is just constantly on the run and just she's traumatized, flighty, and traumatized. Yeah, yeah. flighty has a romance on the um, island. Has kind of bad taste in men. Bad taste mm-hmm, in men. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah bad taste of, in men. A lot yeah. of parallels there. 
Jackie is Shannon because she's a stuck up bitch yep. who just like <laughs> makes all the no, worst No, I was thinking, decisions. I was like, yeah, Jackie and Shannon. And like they both yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, and they both yeah. die. Die early. Yeah. Lottie is John Locke because uh, yep. that makes she sense. is yep. just so many parallels there. She just uh, goes on a vision quest. That was like, definitely the one that I thought too. Well, and the one who like arrives at the place and like sort of is transformed in some way and wants to be there. Becomes yeah. the supernatural Yeah, figure. and also already yes. seems to have a supernatural. I mean, in Lottie's case, it's like a childhood vision so we, that we get later that we know she's always right, been magic right. or whatever. But it's similar enough that I will come along Well, Locke, it. And Locke also, it, it, well, Locke's story is a little more complicated. Yeah, Locke yeah. well, whatever. They, 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 they were, these are broad comparisons. Yes, yes. yes. Broad, broad comparisons, but they work. Shauna is Saeed. Because she is a badass assassin who can just like <laughs> jerry rig things, can just like like I kill mean, people what? with no remorse. She kind of has the highest she, body she, count of any she of the kills people does. with yeah. zero remorse. She just has no yeah. problem killing people, just like Saeed. Travis is Sawyer because uh, mm-hmm. he's just because uh, um, he's he's that guy. I don't I know. I almost he's feel a, like he's a yeah. fuck boy. Yeah, he's he's just like they're both the, fuck boys. He's a fuck boy. Yeah, I almost feel like Travis. He really is a fuck boy. Sawyer Sawyer is a Ugh, way better Travis character. Travis stresses me out well, so bad. Like, yeah. oh my god. This is. I, I feel like this is like yeah. I'm I'm under undermining Sawyer here. Like this is really getting short trip <laughs> yeah, yeah. to Sawyer. Yeah, Sawyer is kind of like a teenage Sawyer boy who's having a lot of problems in his life, but. Sawyer is a great character. Travis is yes. not. Um, ben, the coach, is Boone because he's just like eye candy who breaks his leg and does nothing. Just like Boone. Interesting. Okay. Fair. Sure. sure. Um, okay. Has no personality. Just like Boone. They both just have no personality. Oh, I like Coach Ben. His personality is that he's he shouldn't be here. That he's he, that yeah, he's a coach you, you and he's feel gay. for the guy. As, you know? I don't know. As I guess as the one of us who taught high school, I can sort of relate to Coach Ben in some in some situations. God, Fair. Coach Ben is like the character in the horror movie that like is the audience stand in sometimes, yeah. where it's like he's the character you relate to, and you're like, this would suck ass. Like, look how scary this That's shit true. is. Just you know? the, in the way that high school kids can just be sort of intense to be around when it's a whole bunch of them and just one of you. And you're like, true, you know, you but, are all kind of seventeen. And like, why do I have authority? I'm 24. <laughs> he also just—he doesn't have a personality, so he's boom. yeah. Um, Jeff, uh, Shauna's husband, is Charlie because he does some some awful things and then redeems himself. Uh, and, he, and he had like okay. glory days in the past. Yes. Yeah. yes. All right. Uh, lives, okay. Lives yeah. Still, still living up his high school. Sure. Days. Whatever. They're getting a little thinner now, but but it's fine. Uh, Thaisa's kid. Uh, is Walt, Sammy. of course. Sammy, Sammy is yeah, Walt. Sammy oh, is Walt. Walt. <laughs> sure, yeah. the kid is the kid. Yeah. Seeing things, seeing weird things, like uh, uh, yeah. Although in Sammy's case, he really wasn't seeing weird things. He was just seeing his mom doing weird things. Well, now, that's like, part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Van is Juliet because uh, she is kind of like a leader type figure. She has like, like leadership a skills, but she leader? also. Falls in love with Jack and uh, yeah, kind of a secondary leader. And she, uh, she All right. has, she's, yeah, I don't know. Juliet didn't really have a super strong personality. She just sure. reminds right. me of him. A um, <laughs> couple more. Adam uh, is Ethan. Ethan Rom, who uh, is just kind of super sketchy, just appears on the island and is super sketchy. Oh, yeah, Ethan. Adam is like, just super sketchy. Is Ethan? Yeah, all right. We're getting into the yeah. lost characters that I don't remember. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, just a yeah. couple more. That's Jessica, fine. the journalist, is Matthew Abaddon, who is played by Lance Reddick on Lost, kind of a minor character, but always just kind of shows up and is kind of sketchy about his his like whereabouts and identity. What, how much and he knows. Jessica's the same sure. way. Yeah, I can and see that. 
Here's the final one. And this might be my favorite. Laura Lee is Mr. Echo. Really religious, dies abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I propose Javi as Hurley as a bonus entry, by but, the way. And Javi doesn't really have a personality. Maybe yes. if Javi is a But it's because Javi is become like Hurley. the wooby. He's like the little puppy that you like. And that's what Hurley is to But me. Hurley's a real character. That's, I know. I, Isn't Javi I, I dead? So. I feel like Javi's, Javi's maybe definitely dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way Javi survives. I know people are out here saying they think Javi survived, but I don't see how that's possible. No, I, think I was thinking Randy is kind of Hurley-ish, but he doesn't really have enough screen time to justify yeah, the Hurley that's comparison. True. There's not really a lot of comic relief on Yellow Jackets. It's a funny no. show in its way, but no. Here's my one mm-hmm. thing that I will I will point to, and that is, what about Claire? Because Shauna is pregnant. So right. Claire, actually, Lottie, originally, I had Lottie as Claire, because oh, right. Claire winds up going off the deep end in Lost. Right. She like, winds yeah. up she? going, yeah, she winds up in the sixth season. I don't remember everything that happens on Lost. Yeah, there's That's some, why we got to rewatch it for our Lost stuff. recap show. We do. I, I want it. <laughs> It'll um, happen one day. Claire, oh, yeah, boy. she did disappears for a while and then she goes yeah. kind of crazy in the show. Okay. So, uh, sort of Lottie, Lottie-ish. Mm. Yeah, um, I feel like Locke, Locke is, is a better, better pick comparison. for Lottie, Lottie though, is totally Locke. Yeah. No, yeah, Locke is sure. very cult leader-ish. And like very, a very central is. character and Lottie yeah. is clearly a very central character. Locke yeah. is the antler queen, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. the antler oh, yeah. queen of Lost. 100%. Do you <laughs> think, okay, here's a, a couple out there theories I want to throw out. One, did either of you ever buy into the theory that Adam is Javi? No. No. I and I don't too, know why it was so popular. I thought it was Never too it. obvious. Well, I it felt like the it. show wanted you to think that. It would they, be like... They would do like, edits Like cutting between it. Javi yeah. and Adam. Yeah. The show wanted us to believe that. I, I thought it was unbelievable because I just... I think that Shauna would recognize Javi is really yeah, what it is. Yeah, that's like thing. I, yes, And I feel like that's, that's the part that kind of strains credulity for the viewer is that, of course, we don't always recognize the older counterparts of every teenager because they they don't actually look identical, but in real life, when you see the older version of someone you knew in high school, to you, they usually look something yeah. like yeah. there's something about them, them that you're like, that person looks familiar. Like, I, not always, but there's certainly if you're like having sex with them, like, <laughs> no, I went to yeah, my, if you're spending yeah, that much I, time with them, yeah. you start being like, don't I know you? Like, I, I just, I didn't believe that what reunion was this? Was this their 20th, 30th, 25th? 25th. Yeah, so like I went that. to my 15th reunion last year. Was it last? No, two years ago. Whatever it was. Um, <laughs> I recognized everybody. Everybody looked yeah. exactly the same as they did in high school. So, like, yes, they would 100% recognize. Yeah, to me, that's what to I mean. You, yes. Yes. To you, yes. I mean, I'm sure they really don't. But, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I feel like Shauna would see Javi now, even if she hadn't seen him in 20 years, and be like, it's Javi. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, so yeah, I didn't 100%. No, I never bought that. Okay, another kind of out there theory that I put a little more stock in, and that is that Lottie is not, in fact, the antler queen in the opening scene, and she is the girl in the pit, and somebody else is the antler queen. I have well, seen the this. finale kind of killed that theory. No, why? Does well. Here's the here's the sort of extended cut of this theory yeah. is that Lottie will be usurped as the antler exactly. queen at some yeah. point. No, yeah, and that's, that there will that's be the sort theory. of warring yes. queens. And that there will be multiple groups on the island that are warring with one another. Oh, I just meant if she's a girl in the pit, she wouldn't be alive in the present. Like Well, the that's true. She couldn't be the cult leader. Yeah. Oh, right. no, that is true. That's why I meant that. That's that. true. So I she's, guess she's okay, alive. so let's amend that. You're right. Because if she's alive, then she cannot be the girl in the pit. But I guess the theory that we are assuming that Lottie is the Antler Queen, I think there's something to that. I think that by showing Lottie putting on the Antler Queen thing and starting the whole religion and doing the whole thing, it just makes me think like, 
this show is good about being like, look, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Like sometimes like, you know, Jackie is the one who dies. Like sometimes it is just like what you think is going to happen happens. But I could mm-hmm. kind of see that being a misdirect just because mm-hmm. it seems so clear. I disagree. I think that that was the whole sh- season was setting up to that and like leading so, up to that point. To be clear, I'm not saying like I think super hard that that's what's going to happen. I just think there is a possibility that it'll mm-hmm. be like a cool little surprise. I also definitely, I mean, sure, all evidence points to Lottie being the other queen. And like I said, I think the show is good about sometimes just they just play the card like the card looks. Like they're just like, this mm-hmm. is the thing. This is what you thought yeah. was going to happen. This is what happens. Not everything needs to be a triple-double fake out the way that like mm-hmm. Westworld season two would do. Yeah. So the only thing, refresh my memory, the only person we've actually seen as part of the cult, the antler cult, is Misty, right? Misty was where we saw yes, wearing the we saw her thing. But That's nobody it. else we saw And we saw some like there. pink converse, well, which is like a clue. We, okay, so Van appear so the shirt that the character is wearing in the first scene of the show that character who's looking down into the pit that's the shirt that van frequently wears the soccer right. shirt though as um, many people have pointed out teen girls in particular do trade clothes of course but i'm just pointing out the things that other but people the, yes. have these are the clues so but that's <laughs> yeah. that's why i mean that like it's we've kind of that's the arc of the season because at the very end we see lottie van and misty and like right. that's who was hinted at the beginning so i feel like it, it feels like from a storytelling perspective like this is what it was setting up to it makes sense if it starts off at least some semi-confirmed that Lottie Van and Missy are going to be some faction my Mm -hmm. theory is I like the two groups emerging theory I'm not I'm not as into the like antler antler queen being usurped theory but I feel like two warring factions is fun my like oddball version of it is that there already is another group of people in the woods somewhere that like emerges no, because sure. there are the carvings the wood carvings yeah, everywhere and like there. who's making those do they meet other people like is there a hatch that they open like on lost yeah. where like somebody emerges because mm-hmm. that i think introduces some more weird plot elements well yeah and that also could set up like maybe the girl maybe whoever was in the pit was like a new character we haven't right. even met yet i think exactly. that, i think that would be disappointing if it wasn't someone that would we be knew weird. in season one just because it would be a little unfair i don't know well i think i could see the survivors sticking together in a big way oh, for i sure. also think my I, I what i definitely think is true is that van is alive and part of lottie's cult and i think that'll make for some interesting tension between her and taisa like yeah. when they have to interact in the present day yeah mm-hmm. um because i, I mean, think that's oh yeah fun yeah. no matter what to have the, yeah. the like high school exes and one of them is in a cult now i mean we're mm-hmm. all familiar with this yeah. everyone runs into that in their day-to-day right so. it's a little bit yes. like meta crafting but it is if you're a writer and you're thinking about good character conflict bringing back an ex and putting them in yeah. an adversarial relationship as adults is just so good that it would be a missed opportunity well i i think it's, it's being signaled it doesn't even have to it's not even out of nowhere because it's like being signaled yeah. that she's like a lieutenant of lotties for the cult and that taisa now has been broken up with her current wife right. for absurd re- i mean that i i gotta say i feel like simone should have called a doctor like honestly like yeah. what was going on there like you gotta help your partner if they're having no it's true she was like okay whatever i'm leaving i mean maybe yeah simone was like i'm out like I guess I guess it's fair that we don't know how the rest of their exactly. relationship went that's, up to this point. Like how many I, absurd things has Taisa done? Well, she did. She did say she was going to pull out of the election, and then 
backtracked so that that's true and then she just super didn't that kind so, of was was yeah. a, she seems like maybe she's not been a great relationship she might not be a great partner yeah i would agree <laughs> kirk i, I would yeah. say she seems so to you know maybe it was just um, the last girl <laughs> and yeah. maddie yes to your point earlier i hate it when i go on facebook and i find out that my ex-girlfriend is a cult <laughs> is leader a now cult? <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. there's a line that i thought was interesting when i'm just when thinking about how this might play out because the two factions theory is very strong i think leaving the antler queen aside the idea that our heroes basically not misty but the other the other three shauna um, nat etc taisa mm-hmm. and taisa maybe that travis they, that they all work know. together right and yeah maybe travis just because there's a line about nat where it's i think it's like shauna and ty are talking about Nat and how I think it's Shauna's like she's a liability why are you paying for her rehab right and it's like oh they must have stayed close because Ty keeps paying for Nat to get out of trouble Mm -hmm. well then Ty specifically says she's like she saved all of our lives if it weren't for her we'd all be dead and I don't think we've seen what that means like I don't think we've learned what that means and that makes me something about the line reading something about it makes me think we're not talking about like she hunted for us and caught us deer. We're talking yeah. about like she saved us when we were about to get killed by like the other girls. Like there was mm-hmm. something like it's more tied to that. So I'll be very curious how that plays out. What if what if it's actually um, the other soccer team that they were supposed to play? <laughs> this is the real nationals. <laughs> fucking battle royale in the Canadian wilderness. They were also on a private jet. Coincidentally, the sort of black hole vortex pulled oh, both shit. of them into uh-huh. the woods. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's really Fortnite. I mean, it's just. Fortnite. <laughs> it's Fortnite. Oh my god. Well, what happens on Lost? I don't know if you guys remember season season one of Lost. You meet everybody who was in the front of the plane, and season two, it turns out the tailies, yeah. the people who are in the yeah. back of the plane, are all in a different area. So uh, maybe we'll see some other people who are on the plane and got got pushed off somewhere else. I don't, or yeah, I don't the other know. plane, the different plane. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do something that's that absurd. At least no. I hope not. I feel like my prediction is absurd enough because it's. It's actually kind of hard for me to imagine people from emerging from the woods and being like, yeah, we're already in a cult and we're carving stuff in the trees everywhere. What's up? Like, I don't know how you pull in right. complete other strangers. Well, I think it would have to be it would have to be people who have been living in the woods for right. a long time. So yeah. my thought on that is that I think it would be a little deflating because it would deflate that mystery. And I love yep. the mystery right now. And I don't know that it needs to have an explanation like who carved the things in the trees. And just... I'm still thinking about if they reveal that the girl who fell into the pit, that pit girl, is a character that we haven't even been introduced to in season one. I actually think that would be a bummer. I don't think that they'll do that because I think I don't either. I think it has to be someone that we met in season one because that's just not playing fair. If it's like because we spent all season one trying to figure out who it was. And if in the end it turns out it's like someone you didn't even know, you never could have figured it out. But mm-hmm. is that really less interesting than it being just like some random girl who doesn't matter? Because there aren't that many options. I just anymore. don't think that's what they're going to do. I don't know about interesting or less interesting. But but it would just if it's but it, the point is if it's not someone new, it's just like some random ass girl. No, it could who's just be like sitting with them. No, it could be a couple of those dark haired minor characters. But that's what I'm saying. Know. That to me is way less interesting than like if they set up if we meet a new character and we get invested in her and then she turns out to be the girl in the pit. Okay. Like, I think that's more interesting as a maybe, story. Maybe depending on how they pull it off. There's maybe a version where you meet a girl and then it's revealed like you're like, oh shit, yeah. this is pit girl. Okay. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. If you think of this as like way in the future. I still think it would kind of 
frustrate me. Like I think I think the reason that won't happen, I'm calling my shot. I think okay, it'll be someone it. we know purely yeah. because of the necklace. I feel like the fact that it's Jackie's necklace, it's like, why would this new girl give a shit? I'm not saying that's impossible, Jason. I'm just making my official prediction that it's someone we know because the necklace was supposed to be lucky and like how maybe the girls start to fight over it or get weirdly into it for yeah. who knows why. And yeah, I just don't think there are that many people left. I agree. Well, I've now been, so Jason, I've been convinced by you that they could find a way to make it a new character that would work, but I agree with you, Maddie, that I think that it's someone that we know. We're going to find out. We've all called Jason, you can say you told us so if we are wrong about this. Yeah, and then we'll all play Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> God, don't say that, Kirk. Don't say that. Sorry, I said There's it. I can't no edit it out. JRPGs are involved <laughs> in these predictions at all. You know, it's They're the reason that we're playing that. it is because it's Final Fantasy VIII because okay. it's about cannibalism. Uh-huh. <laughs> and magic, I think. Um, yeah, Well, sure. Final Fantasy VIII, like A-T-E. That's the, yes. the Oh, joke I see. There. Seven, yes. eight, nine. Um, Got it. I think right. that... Uh, uh, I think also that they eat multiple people. So maybe it doesn't even yes, matter I agree. who the girl in the pit was. And it more matters that they're just eating someone. I agree. I agree. I think they will eat multiple people. I think they're going to eat Jackie, right? Because Jackie is like going to be preserved in the snow. Well, so right. that well, I think so will happen. That could be Jackie the is first like, line. Okay, so I love, first of all, I the love transition. that Jackie dies in such a petty, yeah. stupid, yes, sad way. Because no one predicted but that. But also her meat is preserved. Yes. Her meat is I know. preserved. <laughs> and I feel like it wouldn't take them very long to start being like... Well, I mean, isn't in, isn't, the, isn't the story of Alive literally about a soccer team? Like, isn't it? Isn't Alive about? I think about so, a and I think that <laughs> I think Alive in, inspired at least some of the. Yeah, so and that's show. what happens in Alive is they're basically like, well, f- we're gonna die, and like these people are here, so like we have to do this. And I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I could see them starting there, given that they've already done the Doom coming and already basically become a yeah. murder cult. Like, <laughs> they're they're not that far from cutting. <laughs> well, open but they Jack. were high at the time and involuntarily sure. so. Sure. So I don't know. Uh, I've, I've done shrooms in them. I didn't almost cut someone's throat. <laughs> you didn't start thinking that people were deer. No, I did not mistake them. my friend for wildlife. Kind yeah. of a, yeah, interesting, interesting moment that they all have the same weird vision. <laughs> yeah, see, Makes stuff you like think that, that maybe it was stuff beyond shrooms. Lends credence to Jason's theory it's that It's almost like maybe there's real. something magical going on. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it's definitely real. It's not yeah. a, like a theory. It's That's the whole thing. Like, of course we all think it's, it's possible. It's just a theory. She sacrificed a dog to win an We're election. We're just collecting evidence. We're scientists. <laughs> and it's a theory, just like gravity. Right, right. Just weather oh, man. Thaisa sacrificed a dog to win an election. By the way, <laughs> is Thaisa a member of Lottie's Cult too? Like, that could be part of this too. Like, oh, how man. does she know how to cast well, sacrifice Well, yeah, I mean, spells? it's like, how does she know how to do... That is a good question. How does she know that spell? And, like, right. why does she perform it? And Well, yeah. here's the thing. I mean, maybe Thaisa isn't a member of Lottie's Cult, but the other one... You know, the the one in the tree, right. she's a part yeah. of Lottie's So we don't really know, like, it's kind of, I almost feel like this is kind of a deficiency of the first season that, to, like, we know so little about Thais's other personality and also that she seems to just dismiss it so casually like that she's just like she just calls it sleepwalking and is just like oh yeah I'm just going off into the woods for a while waking to, up like, in a tree dirt with dirt in my hands like yeah I think remains to be seen I think it remains to be seen I actually really enjoy how they've handled that character it's a little strange 
would like to know a little bit more of well, that. Yeah, little, maybe it's it not made like her a... smile at the end so good that it was this weird, ambiguous, scary thing. Well, so yeah. that's what makes you wonder if like she's aware of what she's doing. Or, On like, some level, she is. Some big yeah. questions lingering really there good. that are just like it's go beyond creepy. sleepwalking. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, the shrine. I think that actually, I definitely think that is her other personality, whatever that manifests as. Oh, sure. But it's also like. like, to what extent is there even a break in the personalities? I feel like that's, that's the, the question. real question. Is yeah. like is does she remember these things on some level and uh-huh. oh, man. Uh, and did she know about this before they wound up in the woods because right. she clearly seems so right. unfazed by it that like it was well, happening it's like happening right then and she starts the weird dirt eating like prettier yeah or she's up yeah. in the tree and lets Van get attacked by wolves I mean were yeah. the wolves real There's a whole theory that the wolves weren't real <laughs> what wait how That's, is that a theory I think the theory is because of the the way that scene is edited just because when oh. she is like attacking the wolf to fight it off of van it's cut in the way of the of the trope where you're like attacking the wolf and attacking the wolf and then it cuts to what you've really been doing and you've been like you're attacking, attacking your friend your poor girlfriend and yeah, i think it yeah, just yeah. even though the wolves were very clearly there and everyone saw them i think it just played into that kind of a trope and there is some version where it's like that didn't happen and and somehow ty did this to and to they van. all had a mass delusion of some kind yeah, yeah. i don't know I, I don't i don't really buy it but i did i do remember that being a theory they did and... see i mean like the wolves were weirdly aggro <laughs> and they're a... weirdly not shown like when she's hitting the wolf and killing it it like weirdly doesn't show what she's hitting and then also they killed the wolf they could have taken it back and eaten it and they didn't yeah then, why like, didn't they take the, the wolf, wolf back? they don't and they never mention the wolves after that like none of the other girls are like there was a wolf attack it was crazy like no one mentions wolves. It's a little weird. There's some mm-hmm. stuff like that where you don't know if they're fucking with you or they just kind of didn't. They were like, it doesn't matter. We'll just move on. Like, which is another fun thing about this yeah. show. It's all about it's like that belief in ambiguity that they really they really nail. Well, I think that this show answers one one central question, which is that Lord of the Flies would have been exactly the same if it was yeah. all girls. Instead I mean, of I feel like that's something that women have been saying for decades and like uh-huh. for some reason no one was willing to make a show about it and finally Yellow Jackets does. And that, I think indeed. that is the the story of the genesis of this show is at least partly based on a tweet. It was someone talking about um uh, Lord of the Flies and if it had starred girls, the joke was basically like, oh, if it had been girls in Lord of the Flies, what would they have done? Collaborate each other to death? Like, and that was the joke, which <laughs> like started kind of show. a funny Twitter singer. But I think that one of the... the That's pretty funny if that was the inception. Bing! Kirk here as I edit the episode just wanted to issue a small correction. There's a New York Times feature that's really great. We'll link in the show notes talking with Ashley Lyle about creating the show. And the, the story is pretty much what I said. It wasn't a tweet, though. It was a comment under an article in the trades about a planned adaptation of Lord of the Flies that was gender swapped and a man said what are they going to do collaborate to death and Lyle says that in her head she thought you have never been a teenage girl sir so not a tweet but basically same difference okay back to the show bing that is not what would happen at all. Like, it would be some crazy <laughs> shit. Like, if it was, like, you know, girls on a team and so they're right. all physically fit, they're right. they're in their prime as teen girls and very capable right. of murdering each other, <laughs> right. you know? I think like, I, that is terrifying. part of the lore of the show, I think. Is yes, that, is yes. That it was that this kind of dumb zinger led to a revelation about what would make for a great story. Well, it is great. It, it is, great. is great. Oh, my God. Well, we could share a million more theories, but um, I, we have plenty of time until season two. God, I hope they don't fuck up season two. But I don't think they will. I'm just going to believe they're going to get it I don't think they right. will. I think the fact that they have an ending is really yeah. heartening to me. Yes. And I appreciated the reminder about how different Lost was because I have been legit 
legit worried that this show is going to go totally off the rails. And it's nice to know they have a plan and yeah. that we live in a different world now. That's the TV thing. TV like, showrunners are allowed to end their shows when they want to. Yes. I think most important is that they have a limited number of episodes. Like they only have to do 10, uh, 10 episodes. That was Lost's biggest yeah. fault. Definitely, they to yeah. Having to do 22. Extend every season <laughs> into 23. And really, I mean, yeah, towards the end they negotiated it so they only need to do shorter seasons for the last three. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I am confident in season two and we'll I'm sure be back to do a Beanscast about it when it airs. But anyways, oh, this, was, this was fun. Um, thank you all so much, everyone out there listening for being Maximum Fun members, um, for coming with us on this Yellow Jackets journey, and uh, and for coming with us on this on this video game podcasting journey as well. Uh, so yeah, good times. I'm gonna go rewatch the rest of it with uh, with Emily now. That's my plan. <laughs> yeah, I want to go rewatch it. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see both of you soon. See ya. Bye. Triple Click is produced by Jason Schreier, Maddie Myers, and me, Kirk Hamilton. I edit and mix the show, and also wrote our theme music. Our show art is by Tom DJ. Some of the games and products we talked about on this episode may have been sent to us for free for review consideration. You can find a link to our ethics policy in the show notes. Triple Click is a proud member of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. And if you're listening to this bonus episode, it means you're already a member. So thank you. We really appreciate your support. Find us on Twitter at TripleClickPod. Send email to TripleClick at MaximumFun.org and find a link to our Discord in the show notes. Thanks for listening. See you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.